you have officially tuned into Everyday Idiots. <laughs> I'm Abel. I'm Christina. This is a podcast where we'll talk about the silly side of life, love, and comedy. Yeehaw! <laughs> and I didn't start the video until oh. just now. <laughs> I was like, why did the screen go dark? That's why. Oh, talk about an over everyday idiot. Um, so for those of you watching on video, you just missed the first five minutes of a couple of idiots rambling about silly shit. But this is the everyday idiot. So like, you know, that's how we start it. <laughs> and the show must go on. <laughs> um, uh, okay, Abel, how are you? Well, I'm still good. <laughs> I'm laughing at my dumbness. <laughs> I love it. Uh, welcome to Everyday Idiots. I'm Christina. This is Abel. Well, A-B-E-L, not L-E, clearly. Or the other third option as well. <laughs> or fourth. People have taken liberties with your name. Oh, yes. Well, last time we talked about A-hole. A-hole. Um, and, uh, and also, like, I was emailing this executive, and he responds back with A-N-E-L. Like, the only way to read that is anal. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Businessman here called anal. Um Yes, I'm going to sell a lot of software yeah. with that name. <laughs> Maybe I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> okay, we're, it's not that kind of podcast. <laughs> Let's keep it art here, okay? <laughs> uh, okay, so today we're talking about stand-up. Yeah. Like what we like, what we don't like, that yeah. kind of fun stuff. Um, so, uh, Christina, like when you think about good stand-up, what do you think are the elements of good stand-up? I might have said is, it before, but... Is that too deep um, of a thought for you on a We'll see. Sunday? <laughs> see what my brain can spit up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't spit your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, storytelling. That's is my personal favorite thing. Like, yep. there's nothing that actually draws me into comedy like a story. And I don't think that comedians think that way enough because they think they have to be fast. They think it has to be like a like someone said the other day. Like comedy is um, what they said is like it's it's not always good, but it's fast. Right. Uh, when they're trying to make a, a a fun sexual joke or something at the time. <laughs> 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 it's not always good. But it's fast. Thanks for the connecting the, the dots on that one for me. Uh, a little <laughs> slow over here. <laughs> like that's that's what a lot of comedians think you know like you got to keep it going you got to keep right. the fast pace get a little jab and it's kind of an old-fashioned <clears> way of doing comedy you know like we don't typically hear a lot of stuff of like oh so so walks into a bar and blah blah, blah says this like we don't have a lot of joke setups yes uh, we do more storytelling we do more personal stuff we do more observing life and what's funny in it i would mm -hmm. say is our current you know medium of comedy but right. nothing draws me in as a long story piece Right. And so I think it's what I really like about comedy. It's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, but then I, I have the issue of like, oh, shoot, you know, when I, you know, I'm only going to get so much time when I when I eventually do start, like, and we start doing open mic nights and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. yeah, what do we get, like five minutes? Um, I'm not even sure. Yeah. Like, this is something that I think we're going to have to do. I know. So we are going to start doing open mic nights you guys wait what yes wait what yes i've signed one more time up. wait what <laughs> <laughs> the 
Everyday idiots are coming to your local open mic nights. Get ready, strap in, and drink a little bit more than normal. <laughs> or a lot more. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna give ourselves a deadline. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about more of that towards the end. I guess the podcast yep. to, to fill you guys in. But like, we're talking about this for ourselves because we do improv. Yes. As a quick reminder to our audience, we are part of an improv group called. And the what yes, are they called? Uh, we're called the Yes Andersons. Oh, okay. Great. Great. They're awesome, and by the way. We are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all of us, you know, yes. the whole group. Yes. But so that's the comedy that we've done, we've been doing. But we do want to venture into stand up. And there isn't a lot of crossover. The people are surprised to, to find that out. I was surprised. I kind of assumed it was a natural step. But apparently, especially in Austin, it's not. It's not a lot of crossover. Yeah. People do one or the other. Right. But we love comedy so much. We're doing improv, a podcast, and then stand up. <laughs> Yes. And then on our off days, you know, we, we make a fool of ourselves on people's yards. So just, <laughs> we, we hit the streets, you know, looking for an audience. <laughs> oh, my God. If we only had a camera running when we were in that yard today. Right? And then so our reality TV show. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, man. So, um, yeah. So when I think about good comedy. Yeah. Uh, I think about, you know, some names that everyone's familiar with, like John Mulaney. That guy's just so funny when he's not, like, too coked out of his head to do a show. Um, Wait, what? Wait, you don't know about this? No. Oh, he was, like, in rehab for months. I didn't know. Yeah, and then, like, uh, got a divorce and got someone knocked up. Di- and uh, I knew about the divorce, not the drugs and knocking up. Yeah, and there's, like, a new Mulaney baby. A Mulaney uh, baby. Yes. Yes, it's, it's a thing. These things happen. Um, and apparently happened to him. Um, oh boy. But I'm sure he can handle it. Like, he, I think he does pretty well. Yeah. Um, and, and there's like, uh, um, Bert Kreischer, who's like a great storyteller and does all kinds of, I mean, you gotta be in the mood for Bert Kreischer though. Um, but if you're in the right mood, you're gonna laugh your ass off. Yeah. Um, and then of course there's the late, great George Carlin. Um, George Carlin, oh my God, he was just comedic genius. And, um, and one of the things that they all have in common is, is a combination of, of great storytelling and pace. I really like their pace. And it's not about like delivering uh, jokes, but like the pace of their story just keeps moving. And it seems like sometimes there's the surprise landing that really gets you started. And then even if the joke is predictable, you know it's coming, it happens so fast that it's just funny anyway. Mm. And then at that point, you're just in a silly mood. So every little thing that comes next, you're gonna laugh at it. Yeah. And to me, like those are the elements that make for a great comedian. Yeah, pacing is so important. Yes. Yeah. And um, who was that one comedian we were talking about? The guy who had the story about being in Russia. What was his oh, name? Oh, that was Bert Kreischer. That was Bert Kreischer, okay. Yes. yes. All right, yes. The machine. That, that was a story, you guys, that has lived rent-free in my brain forever. Forever. Didn't know who this guy was, okay? Didn't know if he was even a big comedian or small or anything. I just watched that clip on YouTube of his story about being in Russia and on the train and everything. Go look it up, okay? Just type in his name. And the and, machine, because there's and, multiple and the episodes. Okay. And I tell you, like, that's... That's the thing is I forget comedians' names all the time. I get sto- I forget stories and bits. Mm-hmm. And again, I didn't just remember his name, but I, w- I could tell you that story. Right. And I watched it years and years ago. 
and it is fresh as hell in the back of my mind at all times. Like, that's what good comedy is to me. Like, shit you never forget. Yeah. Like, and just, it was such a good story. And, you know, it, you can tell. I At least I feel like I can tell when comedians are telling a real story mm-hmm. or not, or how much of it is real. Right. And authentic. And I think that's why I want to... Tell honest to God stories, mm-hmm. like my little the ping pong story. I did. Right. I I hardly changed a word. Hmm. Truly, like verbatim, what happened. Right. Well, it's such a great story. It's like so. Yeah. Like that is a great example of unpredictable things just yeah. all falling into place so well. See, and I think what me and you really like uh, as comedians, what we like about comedy is like life comedy, like yes. life situations happening, like authentic shit. Right. Like just because we've witnessed. I don't know. We've noticed a lot of the silliness of life. Yes, because our eyes are open. Because our eyes are open. Our third comedy eye is open. <laughs> the one on your forehead? No. <laughs> all out here being wise and spiritual, and we're just seeing comedy through our third eye. I don't know what happens. A little wonky. <laughs> oh, my God. I looked at the, at the camera, and I'm like, oh, my God. I don't have a forehead. I have, a, like, a five or a six head. It's so huge. <laughs> It's still not having a hairline, April. You don't know when to stop measuring. <laughs> I, I do have a hairline, but you just have to draw it in. Do you have one of those makeup pencils? Yeah, let me get my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, keep it on me just for these occasions. Um. <laughs> so you mentioned Burt Kreischer. Yeah. Have I told you that I saw him live? You did, yes. yes. Tell the, me, tell in, us. In, in the Majestic Theater in San Antonio. Um, and, uh, um, okay. <laughs> Honest to God, I thought I bought some of the best seats in the house, um, and I thought it was like um, the front half of the mezzanine, um, and but and which like overlooks the stage and is super duper awesome. Um, but no, I bought like back row of the balcony. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it didn't matter because we were there, and also like um, it was dead center stage. And so even though we we're all the way up in uh, what felt like the cheap seats, yeah. it still felt like great seats. And, you know, Burt Kreischer came out, he did his thing, he rips off his t-shirt as he always does. Um, and he just like gets into his storytelling. And you're like, and he was talking about how he's a Californian gun owner. Um, and, uh, and he's doing that bit about uh, how he uses the, the flashlight on the gun as his regular flashlight, which is kind of a dangerous thing to do. But this is Bert Kreischer, <laughs> and that's what he does. Yeah. And I also got uh, tickets for uh, uh, John Mulaney, who's coming to Austin here in March. Um, so I'm super excited about that. Are there still uh, tickets out for that? Last time I looked, there were. Maybe I should get one and go with you. Maybe you should. Yeah. That would be amazing. Come along, friend. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love John Mulaney. I want to go see him in person. <laughs> so... Um, as you think about like what you might want to do for stand up, um, I'm with you on the storytelling, and I think as I think about it, um, is I want to like, like anytime I talk about my parenting, I always tell everybody I'm the worst dad ever. Like I don't say that to be funny. I say that because it's accurate. <laughs> but it is funny. <laughs> I mean, it is like painfully accurate, and. Um, and for some reason, like, my kids still like me 
and I don't know why half the time. Aww. And it's just because like they don't know any better. They're like, this is what dads do. They're terrible and, and lovable all at the same time. <laughs> Some dads are terrible and then just don't, aren't funny and lovable with it, you know? So think about that. They could just have a bad dad, but there's no jokes. Okay. You, you gave them something. <laughs> and like uh, my, my youngest daughter, I swear, she is so funny. Like, I mean, she's the one that gave us the name of yeah. our podcast. Like she just looked at us and she's like, everyday idiots. Uh, duh. <laughs> and we're like, thank you. <laughs> Glad there's someone smart in the room <laughs> and funny. <laughs> but I was, I've been thinking about, okay, if I can string together enough of these little life moments of my bad parenting, like it's going to be a lot of laughter. That's going to be a big set. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't do it all. I can't fit it all in there because we're there's talking. multiple sets here. Yeah. Because like, like okay. In the delivery room for the very first child, mm -hmm. um, I was told not to cut the cord um, because, like, I'm too clumsy. <laughs> like the doctors knew that, or like your no, wife told you? my wife. Yeah. She's like, you cannot cut the cord. You're gonna kill somebody with those, and you know, legs wide open, baby coming out, all kinds of stuff going on, people moving around. There could be something on the floor I slip on. Next thing I know, you know, um, I've impaled the doctor. And so <laughs> I was not allowed to handle the medical scissors in the room. That's so funny. And so I think that has had like just this downstream effect of like, I should have cut the cord. <laughs> That's where it all went wrong. Right off the bat, I didn't cut the cord. <laughs> like the first month of my son's life, uh, he gets sick and, and, um, and we're told, at least back then, I don't know if this is still true because I'm not a good dad, um, but like in that early days, the only way you're supposed to check their temperature is through their bum. And kiddo was sick and wife is like, I'm not doing that. You're going to do it. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, I have heard that. I mean, I don't know if that's something that's <clears throat> still done, but I know like when I was young, that was like a thing. Yeah. Because I remember babysitting and my mom being like, you know what happens if when the baby gets a fever, right? Or something like that. You know what you have to do? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so imagine this. We're sitting on the couch, just like we are here. Um, she's holding the baby child, um, hold, holding his legs, but kind of pointing it like a cannon. Um, and then I'm like, I've, I've put a little bit of lube on the, on the tip of the, of the thermometer. Um, like an inch. I'm sorry, hold on. Actual lube. Yes. Like. I don't want to hurt the child. Like the kind you and your wife had her. <laughs> it was a new bottle, it had never been used before. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. It was a little bit of spit. <laughs> away from like putting it in and all of a sudden explosion happens I am covered in baby feces it was self-defense it was self-defense <laughs> like that is how my parenting career started all because I didn't cut the cord <laughs> I hardly know that's what really set off this thing 
were you, by the way, when you first hit? <laughs> oh, um, let's see. I was probably 26-ish. Okay. Something that's like that. Like, that's like uh, the normal of like Is first that normal? Baby. Yeah. Okay. Well, today people might be a, like a tad older, but that's still like, you mm -hmm. know. In the range. Yeah. Okay. But it's just been like all down, downhill from there. <clears throat> there was there was a time when um, my son had some issues with his uh, uh, with his boy parts and had to take him to the doctor, um, mm -hmm. and that was like quite the experience. And um, and my wife, she's like, um, I don't have boy parts. You have boy parts. This is your problem. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? But no, it's a dad problem because of the parts. Yeah. And so we're at the doctor's office. Um, and went through this whole exam, which I'm not even get into some of those details. Um, nurse practitioner walks in, and who is like super hot, by the way. Um, and um, and like, how old is your son at this point? Oh, he was probably 12 or 13. Okay. <clears throat> um, like that awkward, you know, transitional tweener mm -hmm. age. Um, and uh, and she starts like running down a list that might have caused some discomfort for him. And uh, as she's reading down this list, um, you know, one of them was masturbation. And, um, and meanwhile, like, my son is just like rocking back and forth, trying to self-soothe. Um, and, uh, and she goes, and dad, um, looks me dead in the eye with like these, like just soul cutting bright green eyes. <clears throat> and she goes, um, it could be masturbation, dad. Um, have you talked to your son about masturbation? And I'm like, oh, once again, I'm a terrible dad. Of course I haven't. <laughs> and of course I had to lie to this woman. And I'm like, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's I have. It's a regular Sunday conversation. Oh yeah, like, uh, like we don't go to church, but we talk about masturbation. Because uh, that's what we do. And, <clears throat> and she looks at me and she goes, I'd highly recommend you have that conversation again, just in case. Okay. So we get out of the doctor's office, we get in the car, and right after we close the, the door, my son looks at me and goes, Dad, yes, son, Mom said that if I let the doctors violate me, you take me to lunch. <laughs> I have been violated, where is my food? And I'm like, okay, son, we can go wherever you want. And he's like 12 or 13, right? So he picks Red Robin. So we start driving towards Red Robin, and he goes, Dad, what was that word that the nurse uh, told you to talk to me about? And I said, uh, masturbation. He goes, well, what is that? And, like, I um, wasn't prepared for this conversation. Once again... Was Red Robin prepared? No. <laughs> well, we, were, we were still in the car. It was just us. Oh, okay. Hadn't gotten there yet. I wasn't ready for this conversation. And, like, I hadn't done any homework. And I don't know how to do this. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, well... Um, you know, masturbation, um, like some boys, they rub on themselves because it feels good. And he's like, uh, you mean like rub their arm or rub their leg? No. Um, and keep in mind, he's, he's autistic. Uh, he's very literal in the way that he thinks. And so I said, uh, no, um, son, uh, I'll be more blunt this time. They like to play with their penis. And he's like, oh, uh, well, uh, what kind of games do they like to play? Is it uh, multiplayer, single player, or co-op? Um, is there a controller or a joystick? Um, do you hold it with one hand or with two? Uh, does it plug into a console? Uh, is it online or offline? Does it have good graphics? 
Um, is it first person or third person? Um, do you know if there is cheat codes or a god mode? Um, is it a shooter game, fantasy, or create your own adventure? And um, is this a game you like to play, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything to say? I was laughing my ass off. I was driving down the highway, crying in laughter. I could barely even keep the car going straight. Oh my God, it was just a brilliant comedic moment. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> and so, like, my life is riddled with moment, bad parenting moments like this. I couldn't even, like, get through that conversation about masturbation in that car ride. Yeah. Um, and uh, and eventually I had to have that conversation, which I'll save that story for later. Um, and cause that didn't go well either. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Let's just say that I was kicked out of the room. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. why? Yeah, it was, it was that bad, yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, so um, if you need uh, tips on how to have hard conversations with your children, um, you know, uh, you've got your guy here. As an example of what not to say. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the kind of thing that I'm like thinking I need to work on is some of those terrible dad moments. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then like, I think, I think that'll work. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love that story. That is that's amazing. That's so funny. I love all those in multiplayer, like the switch, like you play with other people, like all. Oh my gosh, I would have lost it too. I would have completely lost it. But the the good graphics one, like I, I started to think about uh, my childhood and like trying to to get like uh, porn on on the TV, and but all you get is like the blurry lines and stuff, so you really can't see anything. <laughs> Once again, terrible, terrible parent here. Yeah. Well, great <laughs> stories. Great. <laughs> it's going to be great comedy. Uh, mm -hmm. I haven't uh, reproduced, so I'll have to wait on those bits. But <laughs> <laughs> but something uh. that we're going to work on is, is in fact, um, what I'd like to do is, in order to, like, get us really going, um, is set a date. Yeah. Or not necessarily a date, but, like, deadline. a deadline. Yeah. <clears throat> what do you think is enough time? A year? <laughs> a month. A month? Yeah. A month? Like, is is it like a 31-day month or a 28-day month? What kind of month are we talking about here? Like, it's it's the rough estimate month of when is the next open mic stuff? <laughs> like, within the hour, one like it's, two it's, months. Is this a, a leap year kind of month? Because oh, we could wait a few years then. No, no evil. We gotta commit. We're doing this. Oh, 30 days. Yeah. 30 days. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. We've got 30 days to do stand up. Yeah. And we're gonna do this in the same night or different nights? I think we should do it in the same night. We're okay. gonna go together. Okay. We're gonna do our bits. Okay. Uh, we're gonna go on stage mm -hmm. and we're gonna bomb. You know, we're gonna do horribly. And that's the plan. So you're gonna bomb. You're going to bomb too. <laughs> I'm here as your support system, Abel. I'm doing this with you to tell you you're going to bomb. Are we, are we going to invite friends? <laughs> Do we have to? <laughs>
I still want to keep my friends, you know? I... It's easier to bomb in front of strangers, you know? <laughs> but it can also be, like, helpful to have a support network there. Yeah. Like, maybe... You say I'm not supportive enough for you, Evo? No, you're extremely supportive. You're amazing. And, like, <laughs> I know even if I'm bombing, you'll be sitting out there laughing your ass off. Yeah. Um, and that will be great. With you or at you, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can see how I'm not supportive enough. Um, <laughs> we'll bring some people. Yeah. Maybe we'll bring Sam and, and yeah. Yeah, and the crew, and the improv crew. The whole crew. So, um, well, if, if they're available, because they're like yeah, really busy people. That's true. Like, there's, there's one who is so funny, but like she's also an actor uh, and always getting gigs and stuff. Yeah. And availability is just really difficult. Um, there's a couple that have like really serious careers, um, which just is kind of mind boggling because they're such silly people. I know. It always throws me. Yeah. Like <clears throat> every now and then, like, you know, you'll meet some comedians and they'll be like, oh, I'm a barista, I do this and that. And you're like, cool. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I'm a Fortune 500 or some shit. And yes. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Why are you here? Not everybody hosts game shows. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, not everyone's living the dream. So. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, some have some good careers. Okay. And... So question for you, Christina. Uh, it's open mic night. Mm -hmm. They've just called your name. You've got your, your bit down. You're ready to just rock the world. Mm -hmm. And you strut your stuff out on a stage. You stand out there in front of the mic, feeling completely naked in this room. What's going through your head? I need to poop. You <laughs> <laughs> have the nervous poos. Okay. The nervous poos. <laughs> you ever had the nervous poos? Sometimes. <laughs> But that's foods. that's like a really bad time to exit for a toilet, though. <laughs> the truth is, I'll be nervous ahead of time, and I'll have time to go to the bathroom to have my nervous poos. <laughs> so I'll just add my nervous poos, uh, smelling delightful, feel on stage, feeling naked. Um, Everyone would be like, "Where's Christina?" Oh, I don't know, don't know. <laughs> um, nervous poos, maybe. <laughs> Check the bathroom. <laughs> Smells bad enough. She's in there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the question was, "What are you thinking?" Yes. Is that... I think we just found your bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I'll probably just be great. staring out into the audience, going, "Do the thing, Christina. Do the thing. Everyone's looking at you. Grab the microphone. Just, just start." saying it and I'll grab the microphone and I'll go, how are you going tonight? Get the coffee in the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is you'll be a blabbering drunk with the nervous booze. Cause that's what it sounded like. <laughs> well, that's just me sober, um, but it's going to come off drunk. So, yeah. What about you, Abel? Uh, let's see. Well, nervous poos did not come to mind. I will be nervous though. And but like I can handle standing and speaking in front of crowds, so I'm not really nervous about that. But like 
I'm going to be concerned about whether or not I'll have enough instant recall of my whole bit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like and you, you're afraid you might draw a blank. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cause like that, I've, I've had that fear and what I try to do, like I, I do these storytelling events with, like we talked about before. Yeah. Um, and so I always make sure that like I have my whole story, but it doesn't matter if you get through your whole story in the way that you've architected it. Um, but what I always try to do is make sure that I have my very first line locked down and memorized, because if I can say that, then hopefully like muscle memory kicks in and then it just starts to flow. Yeah. Even if the flow isn't what I had originally designed. So like, that's what I'll try to do. Um, but I'm going to be second guessing myself the whole time with, I can't remember any of the words that I put together. Right. And I'm going to stand up there in that moment of nudity um like we probably shouldn't do it nude or at least i know i shouldn't um, you don't want to be your first stand-up like nude what it's a tradition it's a tradition <laughs> yeah the, the comedy out here in Austin's a little strange you guys um, <laughs> some loose laws uh we're going to naked and high <laughs> embarrassing yourself very literally out here uh, <laughs> so yeah, and I think if I can get through my first line, I'll be okay. Yeah. Even if I screw up somewhere along the way. Yeah. Like, um, when I was young, I used to be a very talented pianist. Uh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Well, I think you told me you played piano, but I don't know that you, like, emphasize more on that or not. Yeah, I, like, I was, like, super duper talented. Oh. And I worked my ass off because I loved it so much. But, you know, the best part was, like, um, well, the best part... Kind of like the the whole locker room thing. It was it was those moments getting to know people. Uh, I have some really sweet stories I can tell you about my uh, teacher. She was amazing, my favorite teacher in the world, um, and uh, who's who's now passed. Um, but uh, but also like second to that, it was the performances. Something about walking out on stage, commanding that audience, is just so much fun and and powerful. But when I was young, I used to get nervous as hell. Yeah, and. I would literally like blank out and and feel like I don't know how to play this piece that I'm about to go and play. Yeah. You know, really like complex Chopin stuff. Because uh, Chopin is my favorite composer. Um, <clears throat> still is, by the way. He's still dead too. Um, still <laughs> dead. <laughs> well, the com composers don't come back to life. You you know the joke, right? Like they don't die; they decompose. Okay, sorry, back joke. Oh, I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> boom boom <laughs> that's such an old joke okay and a dad joke too um and uh oh, what was going on see my mind blanked so yeah like my my mind would just completely blank out but if i could get my hands in the right position and, and have muscle memory yeah. and then all of a sudden it just like would happen and then like all somewhere in those first few seconds all of the fears would disappear and it would just be me and the piano. And it's as if the audience wasn't even there. Um, because at that moment, I was then just playing for myself. And it was fun and enjoyable. And uh, um, I don't know. When I, and then when you're done, like the roar of the applause and sometimes getting the stand ovation, um, that was just so cool. Like I wanted to stand there for, you know, several minutes not you know a few seconds yeah and just like take it all in and and it was like the, in those moments of like just i don't know 
soaking up as much as you could. It was just so exhilarating. Mm. So I don't expect that. <laughs> but, but like earlier when we were talking about John Mulaney um, and like in the uh, Music City Radio Hall yeah. um, and performing on that stage with that audience, holy shit, that would be cool. That'd be so cool. Like, I mean, right now that's... The energy, like, yes. coming on to that stage. Yes. would be unreal. Oh, it would be phenomenal. Yeah. Like... It's a high. I would definitely poop my pants. <laughs> that's why you do it before. <laughs> Nervous poos. Preventing pooping yourself on stage since the beginning of time. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I actually come from a very similar spot. Okay. Of like, I need to rely on that muscle memory. I do love performing and being on stage. I do, but I still get like, you know, I've still always gotten like fairly nervous because mm -hmm. you get real nervous and sweaty, palmed and stuff beforehand. And then like, I would say like, whether depending on what you're doing, a few seconds or a few minutes into it, and then I'm just there. Right. But that's another slight deterrent because then I just I'm zoned into it. Mm -hmm. Which means I'm not like having a part of my brain take a step back and go, okay, make sure you hit this, this, and that mm -hmm. orderly and make sure you phrase it in such a such manner. I'm just doing the thing. Right. And typically it's good, but uh, <laughs> it's not always the most organized and I have a hard time. Like even after like our my shows and stuff like that, I sometimes have to, I'm so into it mm -hmm. that when it's over, I'm like, oh. Okay, I'm back in the real world now. And I have to go, like, turn to my producer and be like, hey, did I do a good job or a bad job? Because, <laughs> like, I was so in it that, like, I i was not aware enough. Gotcha. To, I don't know how to describe that, but yeah. it's just my own world. It's like an out-of-body out of experience yeah. kind of thing. It's very much like when you perform, like, it's just like this off-and-on switch. There's like, oh, I'm doing the thing. I'm here. I'm performing. Yeah. I'm live. And then it stops and it turns off. And you're like, oh, yeah, the world and reality exists. <laughs> <laughs> so um so you're saying that when you come off stage i need to tell you you did a good job yeah okay no okay. matter what <laughs> no even, matter. even if i poop myself i'm <laughs> <laughs> really like oh cool thanks i did a good job <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'll come with an extra roll <laughs> And hand it to you and Thank you. point you in the right direction. <laughs> That'll be my prop when I get on stage. <laughs> be like, don't worry, you guys. I just have this here because I get the nervous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my <sighs> God. Uh, no, I hate prop comedy. but uh, <laughs> Have you ever been skydiving? No. No? But I want to. Oh, it's so much fun. Yeah. Like, okay, I bring it up because it kind of has the same feel. Um, that I'm talking about. Like some people get really, really nervous before they jump off the plane. And um, and I really didn't. Um, but looking at other, other people, like there was a lot of nerves for the first time jumpers, which I was one of. And, uh, but like the moment you step off that plane, it is just pure exhilaration and joy and fun. And like every worry in the world disappears and it feels like you're flying um like some kind of superhero character um and um I, you know i did the tandem jump thing right <clears throat> and at some point and i was watching the altimeter it was um, strapped to my chest um but also like spending time looking around at the amazement of you know skydiving 
and um, you're supposed to pull it between four and six thousand feet above sea level um, and um, and so I was intentionally targeting about 4500 um, but uh, he's like tapping me on the shoulder going deploy the shoot deploy the shoot <laughs> but I didn't want to because it was so exhilarating <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, if you don't pull it, I'm going to pull it. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> and I pull the chute. <laughs> oh, like, my god! Like, this guy did not want to die with my sorry ass. <laughs> no. I could not do that job. Being like, pull the chute, ma'am. Ma'am, can you save us now, ma'am? In the middle of the sky, ma'am, please pull the chute. Can't do that job. <laughs> But look, I mean, he has his own ability to pull shoot too. Yeah. Um, so it's not like um, his life was in my hands. Do they have the option of like, you know, can you go when you do it your first time, right? And you go with someone strapped on your back. Can you just go, I need you to be in charge of pulling the shoot? Um, well, I don't know if that's necessarily an option, but like you're supposed to do the stuff. Yeah. And they're just there to coach you and make sure you don't die. Because um, okay. yeah. I, I truly have thought about going skydiving and I just don't see myself being able to like read the numbers or gauge it or like have any sense of what's going on around me. Right, right. And I just, I feel like I wouldn't pull the fucking shoe. <laughs> and so I need someone on my back like the whole time and agreed upon set thing where like they will pull it at the right time because <laughs> I cannot be responsible for my life, for my yeah. own life and survival. So can you read an old school clock? Uh, that's the thing is it would probably take me a few minutes. Like I have to stare at them now. <laughs> yeah. See, like that, another reason, like, don't let me No. <laughs> okay. I learned something new today. Yeah. <clears throat> Only digital. Yeah. Well, I, I can, it just, it, I have to stare at it. Okay. I can read it. It just takes me a minute. Right. What if it's a minute too late? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you... I think it's, I think it's the time. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have that kind of time to mess with. No. Um, but, uh, oh my God, it was so much fun. And I kind of like correlate that experience, not that it's that crazy, um, but to doing the whole stage thing. Like you have a little bit of fear, a little bit of jitters. Adrenaline. Yeah, adrenaline. And then, and then it all happens. And it's all so good and so exciting, so fun. And like, that's what it's all about. Yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to. And, and I think I just set myself up for a lot of disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Is this like skydiving? <laughs> no, sir. It's just making an ass and, yes. of yourself in front of people. And, and everyone like staring at you going, when is the funny part? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that'll be my set. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm afraid that like, I'm not going to write enough, like, good singer, like, punching moments, like, you know, the, uh, the punchline or whatever. Right. It's just, and I'm, it's just going to be this weird, long, rambly story mm -hmm. that's, like, great for, like, something like a podcast, but when I try to go up there, I'm afraid I'm just going to be like, that was my tech talk, I guess, because you didn't laugh. That's <laughs> <laughs> my tech talk. <laughs> well, uh, psych, it was a TED talk. <laughs> it, is, is the TED talk going to cover uh, anal expression? <laughs> that is never gonna go away <laughs> that can live here i don't know if i want to scar the people there like that <laughs> well i mean that's what people pay for when they walk in the in into the room is to be scarred mm. and plus you know it's, it's probably free anyway yeah like their payment is drinks and coffee yeah it's not 
for the comedians. I think I'm gonna have fun with the audience though, because like I I do love messing with people, and I do get to mess with my audience for like a living right now, <laughs> 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 and like make jokes and like mess with them on the spot. So like I uh, I feel like I'm ready for that. Okay. And like low key like people aren't afraid of women. Like people kind of like laugh it off because I guess women aren't threatening her enough. And so typically you can like I I'm gonna say we can still get away with some shit. <laughs> like we we can we can say some straight up fucked inappropriate uncomfortable things. And like no one's gonna do anything except for like giggle uncomfortably. Like you just like really make some men uncomfortable. Oh, for and like sure. uh, that's a terrible <clears throat> attitude. Like yeah. this is how men got in trouble. But like right. <laughs> Well, like one of the other things I was I was thinking about in part of this like terrible dad uh, uh, thinking like the other day I, I was reminded i haven't like worked on this yet uh, but i was reminded of uh, of i won't tell you who but one of my daughters having their their first period and um and like i've i've bought you know feminine hygiene products is that the right thing to say yeah okay uh, i've bought them before not a big deal um but i had to buy every one of them because there was just like this fear that and concern that you know, I'd get the wrong thing or be uncomfortable or wouldn't work right or whatever. So I literally had to buy every different version, every brand. I dropped a fortune. <laughs> and, uh, and it was like, uh, the, uh, uh, the sport version, the overnight version, the, the pads, the tampons, like the pearl, like all the stuff. Um, like I had to buy it all. Did you buy the cup? No. What's the cup? <laughs> a little rubber cup <laughs> learn something new <laughs> uh, so it's a little rubber cup okay. something you might find in a kitchen drawer for measuring is what it looks like okay and then you just okay yeah like, a, like... Uh, this is a podcast but like you you guys get it you squeeze it you shove it up there so you know yeah. <laughs> like a doorstop yeah for your vagina <laughs> it's to catch the uh blood <laughs> Look at me like how uncomfortable can I make Abel right now? <laughs> <laughs> That's the joy. That's the joy of comedy. Making people feel uncomfortable. Like I love it so much. I get that from my dad. That's his whole comedy style. It's confusing you and making you uncomfortable. And no one else will get his jokes. And he loves it. Like he doesn't want you to get the joke. He just wants to see your puzzle. And he's like, yeah, one. And I'm like, that's not how comedy works, but <laughs> Okay. Like, Dad, nobody is laughing. Yeah. And he goes, but I am. Yeah. On the inside. Exactly. Because you're confused as fuck right yeah. now. And he's a hipster, too. Like, <laughs> he's an old, he's old, okay? He's an old dad. Um, but, because um, he was almost 40 by the time I was born. And um, he, uh, <laughs> he is an old school, like, I don't know, like, his references aren't even just, like, stuff of his day uh -huh. his references aren't uh -huh. even just of his dad's day his <laughs> references are of his grandfather's day so he's got like father clock ass like hips like because I, I don't know like he really is <laughs> father clock ass i like that <laughs> um is it digital <laughs> it's before that time yeah, really oh it's like a sundial so it's a <laughs> It's follow the fucking stars. <laughs> yeah, just ancient stuff that no one understands. It's pretty much a different language. Like, really, really old school shit. And um, uh, he just loves it because no one else knows what he's talking about. 
even my mom is like, the fuck is this? Like, what is this? Like, I swear he's done, he's made some of his jokes to my grandmother, like my mom's mom, and she's like, the hell is this? I don't know what that means. That's before my time. Well, maybe your dad is a time traveler. I think so. <laughs> like he comes from the way, way, way backs. Yeah. Well, awesome. Um, should we uh, wrap things up? Yeah, I think so. Um, so, 30-day challenge. Uh, nobody knows what the date is that we're actually doing this. We do have to find like an open mic night. Well, they happen all the time. Yeah, <laughs> get ourselves on the list. Convince them for us to go there. Convince them it's okay to go naked. You know. Um, yeah, we'll keep you guys updated because we kind of want you to follow along on this journey. And yes. We'll, and then you know we'll go do the thing, and then we'll come back and talk about it. On, okay. On right here on an episode of Everyday Idiots. Yeah. The best podcast in the world. Yes. All right. Goodbye, everybody. It's been so much fun. Bye. Very serious now. Okay. We have to do the outro now, Abel. (laughs) (laughs) You've been listening to the Everyday Idiots Podcast. Where we talk about the silly side of life, love, and comedy. Please like it, subscribe to it, and tell every friend you know about it. Thank you for listening and check back soon for our next episode. Yeehaw! <laughs>